Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each week, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and tells us about, well, whatever they want to talk about. Today, I have with me Mark Struczewski. Did I do it? <laughs> you did it. I'm proud of you. Dang on. First try. Well, second try. Technically, the first one was behind the scenes. Mark, how are you? <laughs> I am cold, but I am fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you got you're getting robbed there. You're down in you see you're down in Houston and you're in the in the what the thirties? Uh, like right now? Now. Okay. Yeah, two days ago it was eighty, and Too two cold. days from now it'll be eighty. But right now someone left their freezer door open in Canada, so shut the door. <laughs> Too cold for Texans anyway. Well, oh. I used to live in Rochester, New York. Oh, that's I moved right. down here because oh. it was triple digits. I like the heat. So I don't like it cold. I don't like going to cold <laughs> restaurants. I like it hot. <laughs> very good very good so all right well mark the rules are simple for the next 20 minutes we can discuss anything you want but your business then you'll have five minutes afterward to pitch your fool head off but every time you slip up and talk about your business during the interview which generally doesn't happen you lose one minute of pitch time at the end so like a little uh little suspension thing going on uh, for, the, for, for the end so uh, are you ready to play i am ready to play right. sir you lead i will follow Very good let me start the timer then wrong timer and <laughs> go what are we getting to do for the next 20 minutes <laughs> I, I, was that an open-ended question or that was an open-ended question i mean i'm if, if you feel really you start i can pull something out i don't care well i mean we talked about before you hit record we talked about my love for running yes and okay. a lot of people ask me why do i run every day and today we're recording this in halloween i have not run today so i can't say i've run today but i've run 793 consecutive days and people ask me why Back in August of 2017, we had this thing called Hurricane Harvey come to Houston, very rudely dumped, dumped 51 inches of rain on us. Uh, my wife and I weren't flooded, but during the storm, I read an article on runnersworld.com that said, what I learned from running one mile a day every day for 250 days. And I said, huh, I could run a mile a day. And so after the storm left on August 29, 2017, I started running every day. And little did I know at that time that my mom had contracted uh, Alzheimer's disease. Now she's got it really, really bad. Her mother had it really, really bad. And I, because I'm the only child, I got to talk to her, um, her neurologist. And I said, you know, I was reading this article on Runner's World magazine. He goes, oh, let me stop you right there. You're going to ask me if you exercise every day and if you watch what you eat will you may never get uh, dementia or Alzheimer's? And he goes, I'll tell you right now, the answer is yes. No guarantees, but what they're finding out is people who exercise every day, and I'm not a doctor, but you keep the veins and the arteries supple in your head because as you get older, you tend to be sedentary. And so I started running every day. I don't race. I don't do marathons. I run every day. I don't try to run fast. I just go out for a 30-minute run every day. I run about three, three and a half miles now. And I'm watching what I eat. So I, I allow myself crap once a week. <laughs> On a Friday, usually, I can have all the processed foods and the sugar. But the other six days, I'm really good. I always have my water with me. And so I'm doing it for two reasons, my health and my mental health. Because, you know, not was my mom's fault. Back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, only athletes exercised. I mean, only or weird people. Now <laughs> they're saying that 
everyone should be exercising every day. So that's why I run every day. And I, I listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, listen to music, whatever I'm in the mood for. Um, today, it'll be like 56 with a wind chill of 48. So I don't like running when it's cold, but every day, Lee, means mm -hmm. every day. Yep, that's that's a commitment. And <laughs> I thought it was 793. That's, uh, that's definitely impressive. Even when I think about that number, I'm like, holy smoke, 793 days in a row. And yes, I've run in torrential downpours. I The worst day I ran was, a, I think, last winter. It was one of those days where it's kind of like uh, the mist at Niagara Falls all day. Mm -hmm. It was like in the 40s. And they said the rain's going to stop at 10. No, at noon. No, at two. I finally had to go out at four, and it was a steady rain, and it was horrible. My wife had the hot shower ready for me when I came home, but it was really unbearable. But, you know, you can't take a day off and say you run every day because then you have to start over at one. And <laughs> number one really scares me to death because, as you imagine, 793, who wants to start over at one again? Not me. Right, right. You don't want to do that. Yeah. And anything that you do and you commit to, um, I, I don't want to start over. I don't want to have another day one of smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? I don't want to have another day one of drinking alcohol. You know, uh, you don't want to have another day one of, of starting over running. So, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic way to think of it to you know, keep yourself from taking that just, just that one little break that, that can ruin everything. Yeah. So, well, I, I'm a big fan of streaks. Like I, I do my Duolingo. I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn uh, Spanish. Uh, word emphasis there is trying. And so, you know, I track how many days in a row I eat, you know, you're supposed to drink half your weight in water or something like that. So I love streaks. I love counting because for me, it kind of gamifies things. Okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, today was like, I think 225 days in a row I practiced Spanish. I don't want to take a day off and start over one. So I really encourage people, if you want to form a new habit, it could be if you are learning Spanish, French, German, Portuguese, whatever, you know, make it a streak. And then you'll reach a point where you're like, you know what? I'm not starting over again. If it's one or two, you probably could quit. But when you get to be like, you know, I don't know, 25 days, 100 days, you won't quit. And so I've used it to establish a lot of habits that are good for me. You know, how is running bad? How is eating, drinking water every day bad? It's not bad. Okay. So, so I think you were advocating – developing using streaks to develop uh positive habits yes then right and and so you know in addition to you know maybe curbing off and or continuing to stay away from negative ones yeah i think what what happens is if you take a um you've got a bad habit and you want to get rid of it well you got to replace it with a good habit because if you just leave a vacuum there mm -hmm. well another bad habit may come in there. So for me it gamification of improving on my habits makes it uh, more conducive for me to uh, make the habit become a reality. Some mm -hmm. people may just be able to say through willpower. Willpower doesn't work for me. Streaks uh, works for me. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that, that you know, it's something that I hear a lot is, is people talk about that whole willpower concept and how quickly it fizzles and they just don't really know what to replace it with. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why so many of us stay stuck in the same patterns for years and years and years and years because we get these little blips of, okay, I think I can do this. And then you can do it for a little while, but it's it's not sustainable. It's like it's like trying to to run on eating nothing but sugar. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's really cool. That's that's very cool and, and commendable, and and obviously uh, uh, good for health and longevity. 
Yeah, I want to live a long time. My goal is triple digits. Triple digits, okay. So I'm, I'm 54 years young now, so I've got 46 years. And I love what I do. I, I Not just what I do for a living. I, I wake up every day, I'm like, I got another day. I'm so sad to see people, uh, if we use the Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, you know, uh, analogy. So many right. people walk around like, oh, I hate my job, or I hate where I live. Well, go change it. I mean, why, why are you waking up every day? You should be excited you woke up because now you're breathing air. And I, you know, I just, I just encourage people, if you're not happy, you need to go ask yourself and answer the question, why am I not happy? I mean, I don't think people do that. I think they, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Really? You're supposed to be unhappy? Is that what you're telling me? And so I think people need to take the time to figure out what do you want to do? What makes you happy? Maybe you want to quilt for the rest of your life. Maybe you want to make uh, blankets for people overseas who are serving the country. You know, mm -hmm. find out what makes you happy. You should want to wake up every morning excited for the gift of a new day. But I see so many people that are just like, eh, yeah, where's the weekend? Where, where's my, where's my three-day weekend? Where's my vacation? Like, if that's what you're working for, I think you got your priorities messed up. Totally agree. Uh, it seems to me that people seem to think that, uh, you know, that being happy is having stuff. Uh, yes. That being happy is the, uh, is the opposite of being uncomfortable. That's just not it. Happy and uncomfortable are not opposites because uncomfortable is growth. Uncomfortable is exploring and exactly paying attention sometimes to things, you know, in, in life that you need to be paying attention to, even though it's not what you really want to do right now. Well, exactly. There, there are days you don't want to get up and, and run or go out in torrential downpours, I'm sure. <laughs> but it makes you happy in spite of, and I'd say to some degree because of your ability to, to face and overcome the discomfort. Yeah. I heard several people say that, um, you know, I'm an avid reader and most adults don't even read a book throughout the year mm. at all. But if you look at high performers, they read all the time. And so I'm like, huh, if I want to be a high performer, maybe I should read. So I try to read at least 60 minutes every day. And I don't read really easy books. Sometimes I read books. I wrote a book um, a couple months ago. It's called Life 3.0. And it was about, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. It really stretched my brain, but it was recommended. I read the book and I learned some things. And I, I think people need to read. Yeah, social media is good. Okay. Watching TV is good, okay? It's not good or bad, but you need to read. You need to do things outside your comfort zone. My wife takes to new languages like a duck takes to water. Me, I've been trying to learn Spanish for a very long time, and I'm impressed when I go back and review the earlier lessons on Duolingo. I'm like, wow, I'm actually learning this stuff, but the new lessons, I'm like, oh, I hate this stuff, but I don't take to it very easily, but you know what? I spend 15 minutes every day. Will I ever be conversationally fluent in Spanish? I have no idea, but you know what? I do it because it's stretching my brain and it's kind of fun because I live here in Houston. A lot of people speak Spanish. So when I go to restaurants or stores, I can like, Oh, I know what they're saying. It's kind of right. like an eavesdrop bomb. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I, I've, I, I'm not sure of your, of your level of proficiency. I'm sure greater than mine. Uh, I've, I've found that it's when I've tried to jump in conversation with, with people that are, that are 
native or way more fluent, you know, in, in Spanish than I, I find out quickly I'm out of my depth and go, oh, I guess I got to go back to the drawing board here because like this, this is great when I'm on my phone, but you know, yes. <laughs> it's, you know, it, when you, when you just go out there and do it, they just kind of look at you and they go, okay. You know, it's just. Yeah. I, I, I've learned to say, I forget, I can't remember how to say it. Um, I used to know how to say slow down, please. I, I can't I can't recall it right now in the moment. But a lot of Spanish people, like English people, they speak really fast. And so on Duolingo's got two speeds, regular, which is like really fast, and they got like slow as a turtle. And so I always have to use the slow as a turtle, and I need to say, donde esta? Okay, now I understand what you're saying, but donde esta? Oh, something about the bathroom. Oh, where's the bathroom? So I'm learning how... But, you know, it, I, I don't do it because I'm trying to impress anyone. Again, it goes back to what I said about the running. I'm doing right. it because I enjoy learning. I'm fascinated by guests I have on my show where they have, they speak seven, eight languages. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so jealous of you. How do you speak <laughs> seven languages? And one guest I had, they said, well, their mother was this nationality. Their father was this nationality. They used to live in this country. I'm like, that is so fascinating. You can talk in all these languages. I'm, I can barely speak English, as is, is, is evident on this uh, episode here. But I, I, I'm just in, amazed that people can learn all these languages. And they may be amazed at the things I do. But I, I just, I just, I'm just fascinated by other languages and accents. I love accents. Australian, uh, you know, my friends over in um, uh, Italy, Spain, France, England. I just love accents. They say I have an accent, but I know I don't have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So now that is absolutely fantastic. So I want to make sure, though, uh, there's there's one thing that you put in this information you over that I wanted to make sure we had a little bit of time to get to, uh, and that's that you said that. Uh, you were fired in July 2005, and it mm -hmm. took you nearly six years to figure out what you were supposed to do with your life. Yeah, so, yeah. And I can't pass. I can't like skip over that, <laughs> right? This is a big thing here. Yeah. Well, I got fired from my job here in Houston at a local hospital in July of 2005, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I said, I will be an entre. What's that e word? Oh, entrepreneur. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but I. I'll be one, right? So I, my first dive into that was in the wedding and portrait photography, which I really didn't want to do as evident because the business went out of business because I wasn't good at it. But one of the things that came out of that is, remember, Facebook was created in 2004. I got fired in 2005. So social media was not a big deal right then. And, and so I said, well, one of the ways I want to promote my business is by speaking to audiences. And so I went to a friend of mine who was a speaker and they told me how to become a speaker. Well, I didn't want to speak on photography. I mean, okay, if I'm not going to be a photographer, I don't want to speak on photography. So I, I started coming up with other keynotes, which I'm ashamed to admit some of them on, the, on your show today. One of them has come, it's called Hopeless, From Hopeless to Hopeful. And I'm like, I still do today. I don't know where I came up with that. And I promise you, I do not take drugs or smoke or anything. So I don't know where I came <laughs> up with that. That didn't go anywhere. The other one I came up with was how to, come, how to come overcome roadblocks in your path to success. Mark, if you're not successful, don't try to tell people how to become successful. Hello, don't do that. And so eventually I got into the topic I, I talk about now, which was in my lane. But, you know, for a while there, I was just stumbling and bumbling around and, you know, knocking my shin on the chair. I had no idea what I was doing. And when I tell people, because I have this theory that most people you run into, probably 80%, I'm going to use Pareto's principle, 80% of people are acting like they're wealthy, but they're not. 
they, they look on social media like they're killing it, but they can't pay their mortgage. They can't feed their families. Now, I can't prove this, but one of the things I've always wanted to do to people when they say they're making it, I want to meet them in person and say, open up your, your bank app and show me an account with money in it. Now, most people are going to tell me that's none of your business, but how do we know people are making money? I mean, you can go on social media, you know this, and you can say anything. You can take pictures in front in a, in a suit in front of a Lamborghini, in, pro, mm. in front of a private plane. You know, we don't know if it's yours or not. I mean, we don't know. And, and so I want to be honest with people. And I'm still, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I'm still struggling to build my business and brand. I'm, I have what uh, Grant Cardone talks about in the 10X rule. I have an obscurity problem. So people don't know who I am yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a solution to the problem. There are people who need my solution, but there's this gap between that and it's a security problem. So that's what I've been working on through social media and everything else to try to get my name out there. But I share that with people and people are like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one struggling. I'm like, no, more people are struggling than not. At least that's my opinion. I can't prove that, of course. It, there's a lot of posturing uh, in, in yes. you know, in, in, in what I do. Uh, I, I see so many people really going like, oh, well, you know, I won't roll out of bed for under 20 grand. And, you know, I've got, you know, clients lined up you know, here to Paris and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, you just, okay, sure. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's, if you buy into that, it'll freak you out. You know, because you're just like, you're constantly doing that comparison of like, well, wait, why are they doing that better than me? And it's like, well, no, they're just better BSers. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't want to be a BSer, then you've got to do what you and I are doing is admitting that, well, you know what? We're regular people with some pretty good skills that other people need. And what's wrong with that? You know, I, I mean. I think being honest with people, being authentic, I think it's really refreshing because they're like you said, everyone is trying to be something that they're not. Maybe it's something they strive to be, but I think we need to be honest. We, if we're struggling, Hey, tell people I I'm, you know, I don't have it all figured out. This is what I've learned. And I I've helped other people. I may be a little further along than they are. And I say, Hey, this is what I did. I did a, B and C. Maybe this will serve you. And then they go try it. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I got some traction. I think we should spend more time helping people than pitching ourselves. I mean, I don't, I'm one of these people I hate ads. Okay. So when I'm listening to a podcast, I skip over the ads. I, my wife and I have a TiVo. I don't watch ads. I hate right. ads. I think it's better to get clients by offering value and drawing them to you than having Facebook or Instagram ads and saying, Hey, sign up for my webinar, sign up for my course. Give me, you know, give me value and then I'll fall in love with you. And then like, Oh, let me check out your webinar, your course, your product, your book, whatever. That's my right. philosophy anyways. Absolutely. Fantastic. I, I, like, I've got my soundboard set up and the sound effects and the, and the applause thing, but I just forgot to, because to, I wanted to do the, you know, applause <laughs> thing when you do that, because it definitely deserved it. Uh, but so I had to go with the fake version of Ted. So, <laughs> but it was authentic. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in the moment, I uh, totally agreed. <laughs> totally agreed and it just, a lot of the stuff that i see you know being heavy in the the internet marketing world um you you see a lot of these guys with again the, the rented lamborghinis and it just you want to you know look at me you know want to hear the story of how i got my first rolex no not really just how does that material affect <laughs> whether you can help me or not i don't give a if you have a rolex yeah, <laughs> I promised my wife I quit dropping f bombs. I'm really working at it. So it's good for you. I caught good one. For you. 
yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's almost to the point of silliness uh, where they become cartoonish. Uh, you know, like that's really where my shtick came from was just like, I'm going to be just as cartoonish, but I'm going to be fully aware of it, mm. you know, because this is just it. who I am, whatever. Yeah. And that's one thing I, I always tell people when I speak, I say, look, it, I, I love what I do. So I tend to talk fast. Mm -hmm. I tend to interrupt myself. I tend to use the wrong word, but if you're okay with that, I'll blow you away with my value. I, I'm not a, you know, really, I didn't go to speaking school and know how to choreograph my mood. I'm just in the mood. I'm in the moment and I'm just delivering value. And I tell people, if it bothers you that I, I will interrupt myself, which yes. is kind of weird, but people go, and I, I was going to change and people go, don't you ever change because that's who you are. We understand that, oh, Mark just interrupted himself. That's who I am. And, and I, I agree with you 100%. We need to be ourselves and stop trying to be many versions of other people. Absolutely. That is 100% true. You know, I, it's, uh, I'll just say Russell Brunson, for, for example, because I, I know him. I mean, I mean, we, you know, I wasn't best man at his wedding or anything, but, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've done some work with him over the years. So, you, look like you, were, so, you look like you were a servant at his, at his wedding. I, you know, I wondered about that. I was just like, you know, I might, should I be waiting tables on the side or something <laughs> like that? But, you know, hey, you know, trying to keep it, it's after dark. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. but it's, it's, I, I tell people all the title, like, look, I, I can try all I wanted to be Russell Brunson or Frank Kern or, or any of these guys. I could put every ounce of energy I have and I would not get a fraction of the results. It's yep. just not going to happen. You know, uh, by the same token, I dare anybody to even try to be you or I, me, you or me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? No, I really, yeah, exactly. For the purpose of this thing, it's not going to happen either. So why not play on your own strengths? Yes. And, and be honest about what they are. And the people who like that gravitate and the people who don't aren't really relevant. I like it. So cool. Well, you know what? We, uh, we successfully completed the 20 minute, we after dark non-business talky thing challenge. So yeah, that was pretty cool. What'd you think? I loved it. it it's well, so refreshing because I'm a frequent guest on podcasts and I always ask me, you know, tell me about your stuff. How, you know, tell us how to be more productive and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, I just say the same thing over and over again, which mm -hmm. is fine, but your, your show was a little bit different. You got, right. to, got to know a little bit more about me. So I, I kind of like the way that you did it. Well, and I, and I, I dig having you on as a guest. I appreciate uh, you sharing your insights. And uh, so uh, I'm a man of my word. And so now if you have uh, up to five minutes uh, to tell us about your business, what you do, how to get in contact with you, make an offer. I don't know. Hand out your <laughs> phone number. Yours. I, won't, I won't be doing that. But um, everything you need to know about me, you can go to my website, mrproductivity.com. Mr. is all spelled out. There, you can sign up for my free seven-day productivity challenge. You give me two minutes a day for a week, and I will teach you strategies on how to be more productive. So that's the seven-day productivity challenge. Also, you can apply for a free coaching session with me. Yes, apply for a free coaching session, but you have to apply. So your, your, productive, your version of a productive day is to play Fortnite for seven days. You might not want to sign up for a coaching call because – 
Fortnite is anti-productivity. And you can find out where I am on social media. My biggest uh, platform is LinkedIn. You can find out about my podcast. And I do frequent webinars. Everything you need to know about me and what I offer is at mrproductivity.com. Less than five minutes. Less than a minute. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. So we'll have the uh, we'll have that link and, and anything other information you want to send, we'll put that in the show notes as well so people get in contact with you. And that's a very generous offer. Thank you for, uh, for doing that. Uh, anything else that you want to uh, touch on in the remaining couple of minutes or last uh, words to, uh, to leave for our audience to mull over? Well, I will give them one, two pieces of productivity tips, okay? Because I'm a productivity expert. Let me give me give you two very valuable tips. Number one, stop trusting your brain, okay? You get an idea for a book, a blog post, a video, a podcast, whatever, immediately capture it. And when I say immediately capture it, I mean A, immediately. Number two, I mean, did I say A? B. Uh, now, what I want you to do, the second thing is I want you to either put it into an app or a dedicated notebook. Don't use the back of a receipt. Don't tear off the edge of a, a bottom of a corner of a page because you won't be able to read it later. So make sure you capture those thoughts. The second thing is tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. Plan your time. Don't let your time happen to you. Don't be in reactionary mode. So sit down and say, okay, what do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to do this week? And then plan it in your schedule. If you do that, those two things, you'll be a lot more productive than you are right now. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, My Mark. Again, I, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on the show and again, sharing your thoughts and insights. And it's been a blast talking to you. Uh, definitely go check him out. Again, we'll have uh, all that information in the show notes so that you can get to his site and information easily. So we are out of time. And if you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the direct out there, Give our hosts over at IPMNation.com some love or subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever the heck else this show ends up. <laughs> this is Lee with my good friend, Mark. Let me see if two for two, Strucheski. Ta-da! <laughs> sound of angels singing. Until next time, be present and be well.